Thank you for checking out the Mercy Hill Church Sermon Podcast. If you would like to know more about Mercy Hill, you can visit us on the web at mercyhill.cc. Brian, if you want to come up here. Uh, Brian Hogorf is going to share God's word with us this morning. Uh, Brian is a, uh, a fellow elder here at this church and just uh, someone who, in my, when I think about people who really love the Lord and their lives reflect just a, a desire and passion to serve Jesus. It really, it's funny, Michelle and I talk about this, like, it's Brian and Jane, okay? They just, their lives reflect a love for the Lord in every area of their lives. And it's been so good. We had a, I had a, I convinced Brian to take a seminary class with me a few years back. And so Brian uh, sat in a class and is, you know, just, PhD professor and, and all these other people surrounding people much smarter than myself and Brian was in the class and he held his own and I was so I'm like man this guy goes yeah he's another at our church you know it was, it was great um, and so I just appreciate the way that he desires to serve desires to uh, bring God's word to us and and also in a way that reflects his love for Jesus Christ and I talking with him he gets up for work at like four o'clock in the morning or something, something ridiculous. Okay. I know some of you do that. That's ridiculous. But <laughs> Brian does this. And, and if it was me, I would probably, if I had to get up at that early, I'd get up at the, the last possible moment, jump out of bed, get in my car and go to work. Brian doesn't do that. He gets up, he spends time in devotion, reading God's word. He exercises, eats like yogurt and fruit, and then goes <laughs> to work. It's, it's unbelievable. But I appreciate the way that, Brian, that you model for us what it means to serve the purposes of God faithfully as a church, it, being an example and a witness. I hope, I hope one day that my, my boys um, will grow up to be as faithful to serve the Lord and love him as much as you do. And that would be a, a high honor. I think it would be great to see that happen. So let's just welcome Brian as he brings God's word to us. Thank you. Good morning, Mercy Hill. Let's take a moment just to pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we, uh, we thank you that you are an awesome God who is great, Lord, who is the only true God, who is over all things. Lord, that you are a great God. And Lord, I thank you that you have spoken through your word, Lord, and that you have saved us, Lord, that we are people here not because we deserve to be here, but because you have done mighty things in our lives, Lord. You have worked in our lives by the Holy Spirit to bring us together, Lord. And I just pray this morning, Lord, that you would use me to speak your word. Lord, not my words, but yours, Lord, I pray. Lord, and I pray that you'd open our ears to hear what you are saying, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So throughout the summer, we've been looking at the mission of God. We started off looking at Genesis through Revelation. What is God doing? We looked at Jonah and see we saw God's heart for the nations. And then that's what he's calling us to do. And then two weeks ago, Johnny talked, preached on worship Christ. That's one of our core values, that we are, we are focusing our lives to worship Christ. And so we're giving all, of we, all that we are to worship Christ. And then last week, we heard Larry preach on live in community, that we need community as a, as a body. We need community, not just I need community, not just you need community, but we need each other. We need to be in, living in community. 
And thankfully, I also preached on bearing with one another, so you'll be able to bear with me this morning. <laughs> Remember, that's what he preached on. It was in the Word. No, <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's what we've been covering. And so today, we're going to move on to a third core value of the church. And these are things that we, we kind of try to narrow it down, boil it down. What are, what, is, what are the values of the church? We don't have this long, huge document. We have these, these five values that we've, we've kind of set, us up, set, up, set up and said, these are the things that we really value. And today it's getting trained. You know, we think about, I don't know how many of you were in high school sports, but you, you, know, you had to practice you know, every day. Some of you, um, I was a swimmer, we had practice twice a day quite often. And you know, swimming for, in Michigan at least is in the winter. And so we'd be, January, it's freezing cold outside. The pool, pool area is not much warmer and because it's kind of drafty. And the pool water for competition, they keep quite cold. I don't, you know, if you've ever, if you ever gone to the free swim, Ryan went with me to the free swim here in Munster for residence and it was cold. <laughs> Ryan was in the shower for about half the time. <laughs> so, so anyways, we're in morning practice and you know, you're, we're all standing there at 6 a.m. looking at the pool going... I want to get in there. You know, I'll stand around, wait until the last second, and finally, coach is like, "Hey, guys, you know, let's get in the water." And sometimes you'd be like, "Guys, we're, you know, we've set the goal at the beginning of the season. We're in a win conference, like my senior year. We're, our goal is to win conference." And he's like, "That's why we're here, get in the pool." You know, and you're like, "That's why we're here." You know, I didn't show up at 6 a.m. just to stand around in my speedo and freeze. You know, so <laughs> so it's like we had a goal. We were focused on that goal. And you know, if you played a sport, you had a goal. You wanted to, you know, you want to make conference. You wanted to win state, whatever it was for you as a team or as, a, as an individual. And so we're wor- you were working towards a goal. And that's why we train. You know, that's why you go to the gym every day. Every, if you go to the gym, that's why you go. You don't just go just because, well, I just feel like going to the gym today. You have a goal. You want to lose weight. You want to be in shape, you know. And so as a, as a Christian, we have a goal. We, and so we train. We train because our goal is to live for God's purposes. We're not just here just to do the Christian thing. We're here to live for God's purposes. We want to live out the mission of God. And so as a church, part of what we, we did in, in addition to the core values is we set, we set up like, what is our mission? What is our vision? So I just want to read that for you quick to say, this is where we're headed as a church. This is what we're doing. Our mission is it's pretty simple. To be a church, family, existing for the fame and mission of Jesus Christ. It's pretty big, but it's also pretty simple. That's what we're here for. And our vision is to see Northwest Indiana transformed through being a church that labors to advance the gospel throughout the region to all the nations. That's a big goal. It's a big vision. And that's what we train for. And so we, we need to get trained. We're not just, we're not ready to go. We're, we are going, but we need to be, continue to be trained in that. Because I don't know about you, but I'm not always ready to reach to the nations. I'm not even ready to, ready to reach to my neighbors sometimes. And so, you know, we, we need to continue to be trained, no matter where we're at, whether you were, you know, you came to Christ last week or you've been walking with the Lord for years, there's always training to be had. We, you know, we're called to minister to the gospel no matter where we are, and we need to continue to be discipled in that, trained in that, what that looks like. You know, like I said, no matter of age, no matter of maturity in Christ, you're always being trained until, you, until the Lord takes you home. You should always be seeking that. And so when we think about training, sometimes you think like, okay, I need to stop what I'm doing and I need to spend all this time training and then I get there. But that's not what we're called to. We're not called to like put our other life on hold while we train and then we, and then we go. 
This is on-the-job training. You know, we're, we're in the Word. We're training, going to training. We're doing whatever we, whatever we can to be trained while we're doing the job. You know, we're still witnessing to our coworkers, even though we not, might not be that good at it. You know, we're still speaking to one another, sharing, sharing the Word with one another, even though we might not have the greatest grasp of Scripture. We might not understand, the, you know, who wrote it, the time frame. Maybe we're missing some little elements of that that maybe we can learn but it doesn't necessarily mean that we don't do it, you know. And so we're always, we're on the job, you know, we're doing it as we go. So how do we train? Like, what, what does that look like then? It starts with the gospel. We have to start there. If you would, if you would open your Bibles, there's, if you don't have one with you, there's one in the pew in front of you. Let's turn to Titus 2, verses 11 through 14. It's kind of in the back, little books back there. So this is Paul writing to a fellow worker in Christ. And he says, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness, worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in this present age, waiting for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. Our training starts, starts with the grace that God has shown us. It starts with us being saved. We start there. I mean, that's where the, with we, if we're just looking at the Bible from an outside, if we don't really believe it, it's just, we're just, uh, you know, it's just another book. We start with the gospel. We start with what God's done in our lives. It has, it's the catalyst. It says, wow, God, you have saved me. Your wrath has been removed from me. Christ died on the cross that I could be made right with you. That drives us to the word to say, wow, God, you are awesome. I want to know more about you. I want to I know this grace that you've shown me. I want to know what you have to say. That It starts there. And it continues as we, we keep going. You know, we're, we're looking for the return of Christ like it talks about. Our hope is in the appearing of Christ. And so we continue because we, we want to know Christ more until he returns. We want to live out his mission until he returns. So it really starts with the gospel. And as we continue to encounter God's grace each day, you know, that continues to help us in training. You know, we continue to train because of the grace that God has shown us. And the ESV Bible notes summarize that the part of that part of that verse by saying that saving grace teaches its recipients to say no to sin and yes to godliness. It trains just the grace that God shows us trains us that we, we see, God, wow, I'm really messed up. Like I you know, I I try to love people, I try to, you know, make, try my best, but I'm I still fall I fall short. And it re, just realize we realize that, God, you're awesome. You 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 give show grace to me when I do not deserve it, you know, and that trains us to say, like, I don't want to say yes to this sin anymore because God's way is better. You know, God has, shows me grace when I don't deserve it. Why would I run after things that are going to keep taking me away from him? And so that it trains us in what God wants us to do. So we start with grace. That's the starting line. But we also have to continue in grace in the, and in the gospel so we have been given a trainer. 
You know, we, like when you go to the gym, you, know, you can sign up and get somebody to help you out, show you how to do it. Well, we've been given a trainer right here. God has not left us just to figure out how to do the Christian life on our own. It's not just, you know, just some kind of spirituality, touchy-feely. Like, God has spoken to us in his word. And so, and this, it isn't just another book. It's powerful. God's word is powerful. When we are in this, it transforms our lives. And so, it is our ultimate, ultimate authority on all of life. If you have a question about what God wants us to be doing, what God says about this, it's in here. It might not be exactly direct, like God's, you know, this, but you get the heart of God in here. And that can, that can direct us for all things in life. So if you want to take your Bible and just flip back a couple pages to 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17, just look right before it there. So this is Paul. He's talking to Timothy, which is like his younger kind of protege, I guess you'd say, like the guy he's kind of training up. And he's encouraging him to use the scriptures, to, to preach the word. And this is what he got, this is what, Paul says about the scriptures, and he's talking about the Old Testament, but also couldn't be said of Paul's own writings, the Gospels, because the Gospels were written when Paul had, you know, all that had been, already been established, Jesus' teaching. So he's really talking about all of scripture, and he says, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So God's word shapes us. It is profitable. It is powerful in our lives. And this really happens, how, how the Bible works in our lives is really in two ways. One is our own personal reading through the word, our own study of it. And like Johnny said, I, I, I get up in the morning, I'm in the, I'm in the word most mornings. Um, and that, I, you know, I don't want him to, he's him saying that, I don't want you to look at me like, oh, Brian's super holy, he nearly need, you know, no. If you think that, you're wrong, because really it is, I, I need this. I really need this. I, I am, I'm hungry for it, not because I'm super holy, but because I, I need to be in the Word. You know, I, I lose sight of where I'm going. You know, I go, my, I'm, my tendency is to go to comfort and ease. That's, that's my temptation. I don't, I don't need a fancy car. I'm not trying to cor- climb the corporate ladder, whatever. You know, other people might have other temptations, but for me... I just want to go home. I want to kick my feet up. I want to, you know, I want things to be easy. That's my, but that's not what God calls me to do. That's not what God is calling me. He's told me to be uncomfortable and go talk to my neighbors, you know, to share the gospel with somebody at work who I don't really feel like comfortable doing. And you know what? When I'm in this every morning, it reorientates me. It says, you know, it shows me that this is the way that I'm just going. Not that way. Not comfort and ease. Not just task-oriented like I am, checking my boxes of things I need to do. You know, ate my yogurt and banana, listened to, the, <laughs> listened to the Bible on the way to work, you know, did work, came home, played with Adriana and went to bed. You know, I, I, can, I can get the, tra- the little blinders on and go my own way, but God's word reorientates us when we are in it. It shows us where it's what we really should be doing, what life really looks like to follow him. And so we need to be in it. And that really, you know, that leads into the second part. How does it work? It works in us in community. 
when we're together, you know, we speak the word to one another, like Larry said. One of, our mark, one of the markers he said last week was that we'd be proclaiming the word to one another. When Paul was giving this to Timothy, he said, two verses later, he said, preach the word. And he's encouraging him to share the word with the, with the community. And so we need to be preaching the word to one another. We need to share the word with one another. We need to say, this is what's on my heart, or this is what I feel like the Lord's, you know, what I've read in the scripture, and this would be encouraging to you. And, you know, if I'm not, if I am not in the word, I can't encourage anybody else. I don't have, a, I don't have the word to share with you if I'm not in it myself. And so that's, it, it, they're connected there. You know, I've seen this in powerful ways in my life many times being in community. And I can think of two examples that come to mind. And one of them was Jane and most people know here that Jane and I um, struggled with infertility and uh, went through a season of trying to work through that. And we were pretty, dis- pretty discouraged. And one day I just got a text, random text from Adam Kern. He said, can I stop by? Sure, you can stop by. And he comes to the door and, you know, without even like, whole lot of like, hey, how's it going, and you know, whatever. He's like, I have a word. I just feel like I have this scripture for you guys. I just wanted to stop here real quick and share it with you, and it was powerful. It was just like, you know, he just reminded us that God's with the brokenhearted, and he just prayed with us and left, and it was just like, and Jane remembers that today. I asked her last night. I'm like, do you remember what scripture he shared with us? She knew exactly what verse it was, because it had touched her heart. It had encouraged her, and that's, but if Adam hadn't just been reading through the Psalms, you know, and he wasn't, hadn't been on it, in his mind, meditating on it. And, you know, he wouldn't have been able to bring that to us. He would have just been going his own way, doing his own thing. But through reading that scripture, it really brought to mind. And another time that I can think of is I was in Africa with John and John Leitzlin. You know, I was a little nervous about teaching these guys about, you know, these pastors. I'm not even a pastor myself, and I'm teaching pastors. And he just reminded me that the man of God has to be ready to preach the word at all times, ready to teach and it just encouraged me like challenged me that like wait a minute if i'm if i'm an elder if i'm in the word i know this stuff i know what the lord says i need to be ready to just share it and so it really challenged me so it i think the word through one another can challenge it can encourage like it says it can correct we can use that to say hey larry i don't think that's the way you should be going i think that the lord says this in his word i feel like you're kind of veering off here and i can and i can share that with him like the word says this you know, or, and it trains us to say, like, and you know, how do, what do I do? You know, I think when somebody, somebody can come to you and say, well, I don't know what to do in this situation. If you're in the Word, you can say, well, this is what the Word of God says. This is what we should do. So, so it's important, you know, and they, they're linked together there. The Word points us to Christ, to worship Christ. The Word inc- helps us to live in community together. So these are all interlinked, these values. So, you know, it sounds great, Ryan, great. We can, you know, you should be in the Word, okay, whatever. But I, I want to encourage you, this isn't easy. We have to dig in. You have to persevere. You know, getting up in the morning, whenever you're going to do it. I'm not, I advocate for the morning, but if night is your thing, that's great. But dig in, persevere. We want to be inundated with the Word of God. We want it to be in our minds, in our hearts, what we meditate on, what, we think, what we're thinking about, what we're speaking about. We just want to just have the word of God so richly in our minds and our hearts that we can just, it's just there. And when we need, when it needs to be spoken, when we need to think about what do I do here, it's just there for us because we're in it. 
And we, we can't just settle for cracking our Bibles on Sunday mornings or when it's convenient. If, for example, what if you were just to have breakfast on Sunday mornings and that's it? That's the only meal you ate for the whole week. And nobody's going on that diet. Nobody's signing up for the Sunday morning breakfast-only diet. Like, you know, we eat because we have to. And that's the same thing with the Word of God. You know, you're not, don't starve yourself. Dig in. I mean, there's, this is, there's a lot here, you know. And it's not easy. It's costly. It costs us time, energy, um, priority. We have to make it a priority. We have to say, you know what, I'm going to do this. Even though I might, it might not get all the housework done. I might not get to watch the show that I wanted to watch. You know, I might, whatever it is, it, it's, it's costly. And we have to be intentional and diligent in it. Because, you know, it's great to start it this week. And then, but then if we let off next week, you know, it just, it's so easy to fall away. You know, I, I know that in my life... I've, Johnny talks about me getting up in the morning exercising. I've been slacking in that. So <laughs> it's, it's easy, you know, like you take a week off and then a week turns into two weeks, it turns into three weeks, and a month later, you're, man, I'm out of shape, you know? And it's really the same way with the word. You know, if we're not in it regularly, if you don't make an intentionality to it, one week turns into two weeks, which turns into a year, and you're like, man, I've, I haven't really been in the word anymore. So... You know, you really creating a routine. I mean, we're all creatures of habit, aren't we? You know, if we really create a routine to do it, it helps. You know, I wake up in the morning and it's tempting to be like snooze or reset the alarm just 20 minutes later. But I'm like, I've created this habit. You know, why? You know, I want to say no to this now. And then I, you know, you kind of start to wake up and you get into word and you're like, man, that was good this morning. And I think that that you know, as you do that, as you routinely get in the word, you're like, man, I don't want to miss out on that. I need this. So just, I encourage you, create a routine, but find something that works for you. You know, if it's, maybe it is, like maybe you have a lunch, long lunch break and you don't really, you know, for whatever reason, you're in your truck, like you're out. Maybe that's your time for the word. But you got to be intentional. You got to set it up. It's, it's costly. And share the word with one another. That's another thing. It's, it's, it's someone shares the word with me, like, you know, Adam sharing that word with us, encourages me to go back into the word, like, God has, you know, spoken to us that, you know, he's close to the brokenhearted. Well, if God's close to the brokenhearted, then I want to be close to what God's saying and hear what he has to say and how he encourages me. Or, you know, like John Leitzel saying that, well, you need to be ready for that. Well, then I need to be in the word. And so, like, I think that also happens that when we speak the word to one another, we encourage one another to be in the word. Because I'm like, man, that was good. One caution I do have, though, is that if we, don't, if we don't start and we don't continue in the gospel, if, if, if we're just doing this just out of, out of just, oh, I need to do it, I need to check that box, I need to do anything like that, it's really just a religious activity or an academic activity. You know, it's not so we can get big heads and we can be the best at Bible trivia, you know, <laughs> or just to be like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm a good Christian, I got my Bible study, check that box every day, you know, I'm good. But it really starts with the gospel, and it continues with the gospel. Because when we say, God, wow, look what you've done. Look what you continue to do in my life. Look what you continue to do in our community. Look what you're doing in the world. I want to be a part of that. I want to be in your word. I want to be ready to share with people. I want to be ready to do what you called me to do. But when we approach the God saying, the Bible saying, Lord, I desire to hear what you are saying. I desire to know you. And I desire to be built up in Christ. It, um, Paul says here in Second Timothy, he says, 
that every man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Like, there's a, there's a promise there that when we are faithful to get in there, when we do come with that desire to learn, we will be equipped. And so it, it is, our toil is not in vain. We don't just get up every morning and just put that time in. We don't, you know, whatever, whatever time it is. It's not just a costly time that doesn't have any reward at the end. But it's profitable. That's what he says. It's profitable. And one thing I want to remind you is that it's accessible. The Bible is accessible. It might be hard to understand sometimes, but it is accessible to all of us. We don't have to be a pastor who's taken lots of classes with PhD professors, you know, to be able to read it, to be able to understand it. It's accessible to you. And the neat thing about it is that it's, it trains new believers and, old, and older believers who are mature. Because you know what? You can read this over and over and over, and the Holy Spirit can speak to us in ways that you're like, I never saw that before. I've read that verse a million times, and I've never seen that. Or I never got that. That's what, that's what Paul was really getting at the heart of this, was this. Even though I knew the truth was there, I got it the first time. It was like, the, the, it just, there's something else there. And that's because it's God's word. God's pretty awesome, and he just, there's so much there, it's so rich, that we can continue to mine its depths until we die. Until we, the Lord comes back. And we'll never really get to the complete knowledge of God because God's so, so awesome, so big. That we, and his word only contains a portion of that. And so we can just keep going, keep plugging into it, and he will reward us in that. And he gives it to us that he would equip us. And we need to be equipped, and he gives it to us for that reason. So we want to neglect it, but it will, it will profit us. And it will profit us as a community, not just individuals. And God wants us to be seeking that growth. That he wants us to bear fruit. You know, he, says, he, can, he encourages us in, in so many more scriptures. I mean, we, could, we could go through many scriptures in the New Testament. And he says, you know, preach the word. You know, he, he encourages us to continue to be trained, continue to speak in the truth to one another in love. I mean, that's so that we'd be equipped, so that we'd be encouraged. So are you regularly in the Bible? Is that a regular thing for you? Maybe it sounds intimidating. Maybe you've, you've tried it before. You know, I've tried that, Brian. I've tried to be in the Word, and it just doesn't happen. You know, I just gave up. Or maybe you're in it, and you just need to be continued encouraged to press on or to dig deeper. And whatever the case, we have a, we have a neat opportunity with the story this fall. You know, we're, we're going to go through this, this kind of high overview of, this, of the story of redemption that, that Johnny was talking about. We... You're gonna, we have these, the Bibles, but the books back there that are $5. It's, you know, it's not a whole lot you know, for us to get one of those. And let's, let's dig in. Let's, let's, let's see what God is doing in, the, in all of Scripture. You know, sometimes the New Test, Old Testament is hard to understand. You know, what, what, do we, what do we do with that? Well, that's what we're going to go through. We're going to understand what God was doing in the Old Testament, what that meant for the New Testament, and all the way through. And so you, we're going to have these books, and there's a, several days a week, there's an opportunity for you to be in the Word. There's questions. It's like all set up for you. You don't have to be like, well, what book do I, where do I start? You know, what do I, you know, what do I do? There's questions to ask. You know, there's, there's like a kind of a breakdown of what's going on, what's going on in this, in this scripture. You know, we're going to be preaching, and he's going to be preaching on Sunday what you read during the week. And then we're going to have life share groups. So it's all going to kind of go together. And I encourage you to really, to dig into this. Don't let this opportunity to really, to really start being in the word regularly 
this is a great easy opportunity. You know, the, the, we're going downhill here. You know, get on. Get on board. We're heading down hell. Like, this is an easy thing for us to get into. So I encourage you in that. Don't, don't just let this pass by. We dive in. Be intentional. Be diligent in it. Because it's going to be August through next May. You know, and it is a long time for us to be in, in there. But don't, don't just start and stop. I encourage you to be diligent. Encourage one another in it. Ask one another, hey, how's it going? Are you, are you in? Are you behind? If you're behind, take some time. Catch up. You know? So let's... let's Let's not just miss this opportunity. Let's really go after it because we really need, we need to be in this. You need me to be in it. I need you to be in, this, in the word so we can really be a community who's really living for the mission of God, who's worshiping Christ. I want to leave you with this. I want you to be encouraged. You know, if you're, if you're not in the word, if it's, if it's a struggle for you, I want you to be encouraged. I don't want you to be discouraged this morning. If you're a follower of Christ, then God's grace, like he said in Titus, is at work in your life. God's grace is training you. And you've been placed in a community of people for whom, he, in Titus, he says, Jesus Christ gave himself to redeem from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. You've been placed in a community of people who are like you, who God is redeeming, God is working through. We're a family. And we are growing. So we can mature in Christ together. You're not alone. You're not, trying, you know, and that's not off, you're not off on your own doing this by yourself. You have other people to help you stay accountable if you need it. You have other people to encourage you in it. We have life share groups to get involved in that you can do life with people and say, I don't understand what this is saying. I don't understand what, this, what the word is saying. I don't, know how, I don't know how to apply this to my life or I need accountability to, to apply this to my life. We're in this together. You're not left to do it on your own. And God is at work in your life. He's at work in our midst. Even sometimes when maybe we get discouraged, you know, what God are you doing through us as a church? Or what are you doing through my life? He is at work. So I want you to be encouraged by that. And I want that encouragement then to drive you to be in the word. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you that you have spoken, Lord that you would give your word to your people, Lord, and you've given it to all of your people, Lord, that, we, that you have not made it so difficult that we need some kind of advanced degree to understand it, Lord, but you have made it simple that we can understand it, Lord, that we can sit at home and read it on our own and, and understand what you are saying, Lord, and that, we can, that you have made it so that, he, so that we can speak the truth to one another in love, that we are able to share your word with one another, Lord, and that you, your word is where the, is, has the power, Lord, that we, we don't know what to say, Lord, we can share the word with one another, and it is powerful and effective, Lord, that it is profitable, Lord. And I pray for each person in this room, Lord, that they would dig in, Lord, that they would get into your word, Lord, if they're not in it. And if they're in it, Lord, encourage them to continue. Lord, and I pray that there would be diligence, intentionality, accountability, Lord, in our midst, Lord, that we would be a community that is maturing, is getting trained, Lord, and we are living out our lives for your mission, your goal, Lord, to see this world transformed, to see the gospel preached to all the nations, Lord. Lord, We just thank you, Lord. We thank you that you have spoken to us through your word. We thank you for the work that you have done through the gospel in Jesus Christ. 
that we can come to you and, and say, Lord, we want to know you because you have saved us. You have redeemed us. In Jesus' name, amen.